0: Maya Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home Podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And that was my radio voice. You should hear me when I'm off air. Actually, you shouldn't. You really, 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 really shouldn't. You sound you sound pretty much the same. No, this is gravitas.
1: Oh, oh.
2: Well, no, it's because you do this, you try this every every week. You start out with gravitas and literally by the, before we get into web droppings. Third uh, sentence. You're I back, just,
1: hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody! Ow! Sorry, I dropped my computer in the fryer again!
0: Alright. <laughs> that was my uh, fry boy from Simpsons impression. I got right? it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got it. I like how you, uh... Sorry,
1: sir! I dropped your burrito in the fryer!
0: Ow! It's
1: really I, hot in there!
2: I I like how you start out the show uh, by, uh, um... Recycling materials from the 90s. from. <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, Jeremiah, but that is material from the 80s. Uh,
2: well, no, probably that episode was probably...
0: Uh, Fry Boy has existed outside of the 80s. You are correct. Yes. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I know my Simpsons ladies. ladies. First
2: of all, the only official actual Simpsons episode that aired in the 80s with their Christmas special, the other one were all like started in January of 1990 in the first, first season. Unless you count all the Tracy Ullman show stuff, which nobody does, because that's not their show, Okay. So when do you think what what was the guy doing the fry later bit in the fucking Christmas episode? That doesn't track.
0: You know what else doesn't track? Ladies and gentlemen, because that's binary and we need to make sure we include everyone. How about hello everyone? Hello that really works. Everyone out yes. there in podcast land. Thank you for listening this week. Uh hey, we you're right, are we, right. We occasionally this. would do
2: say ladies and gentlemen, and, and I like you forget sometimes that there's these things that are just built in socially and culturally, and you're like, well that's not that's not appropriate anymore.
0: Possibly, depending yeah. on who the listener is. Everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. Now, we were recording this one day before Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Merry Thanksgiving to those and actually, who I believe, celebrate.
2: And I believe, yeah, uh, and we have to get this uh, show up a little early this week, so some of you may already be listening to this on your commute.
0: This should already be up by the we, time Thanksgiving hits. We actually hope that's the case, because this seems like perfect material for a Thanksgiving drive. Mm-hmm. As uh, as we call those here in the states, Are we uh, thanks- the colonies, <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the the New World, if
2: you will, You're right? Yeah. No.
0: So um, so without further ado, um, we're gonna get into the show this week. Uh, normally we have a little preamble here where we talk about a bunch of shit, but I don't feel like this is Lent. Stupid. Or, no. Has it lent? Could it happen? Could it still happen? Well, I
2: well here's the thing is I think we Do you want, want to we, talk about something before we, we want jump in. I, I don't I don't think we should force it. If it's organic and it happens, it's, okay. it's all good. That makes the most um, sense. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we've got some some good little uh, Thanksgiving. I, I almost say Halloween every single time we talk about a holiday because it's the best one. But also like so Thanksgiving, I almost just called that. We were talking about uh, Christmas recently, and I called it Halloween, and I don't know. But anyway, so let's, uh, yeah, but I actually, before we get really too deep into, yes, go ahead. Continue. I was, I, Sorry.
0: I was afraid you were going to jump into the first part of the show before, I was going to, yeah. before we talk to our first time listeners. Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah. If you're a first time listener of the show and you're kind of curious, what the heck is going on here? What uh, the heck? And all you know is uh, it's the show that makes you smarter. Well, we try to. We uh, find weird and random, obscure internet stories. We basically pull from the bottom of the internet barrel of news. Yeah. And we report that to you because you're not going to hear this stuff anywhere else.
2: Yeah, you know, unless you just happen to spend all your time scouring ridiculous stories on the internet like we do. And you know what? Why bother? We'll do it for you. We'll do the work for you. You can keep your browser history clean. Like, with maybe the occasional, you know, dirty, creepy, you know, uh, porn, you know, thing every now and again. But we'll go into the real deep shit that gets, would normally get people put on lists.
0: You hey, know? hey, hey, if you're looking up weird shit, you're looking up porn, just remember this one tip. Whatever you type in the search bar, type in podcast, podcast research, research after. after the
2: fact. Yes, that keeps you off list.
0: Um, how do I kill my wife? Podcast research. Heck, for fun, go to Pornhub and in their search bar of their own, type in podcast research and see what kind of porn comes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Eh, The most
0: boring of all
2: porn. Yeah, podcast porn. Just just just
0: a fat pimply guy on podcast (laughs) researching. Oh, boob. And you just hear fapping sounds, but you're looking yeah. at his face yeah. the whole time. And yeah, he, those you, are good. You kind of see like the reflection of the porn in his, <laughs> in his glasses. His big glasses. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. He's got. He's one of those fancy ones with a video podcast, and he promotes it purely and solely on his porn top channel, um, uh, the Fap Fapcast.
0: Uh, hey, hey, don't say Fabcast without doing your research. It could already exist.
2: I think it does. That seems I'm like I'm gonna and look if it If not, it should. Um, well, Actually,
0: y- you know what? I'll look this up while you. I was gonna issue about the, the uh, major health advice.
2: Yeah, I was gonna get a little health advisory, and I hope it's not too late for some of you all listening. If it's past uh, Thanksgiving already, almost at Halloween again, uh, then you this may be too late, and I hope you're not one of the victims of black market turkeys this is uh, a warning was recently hit issued from a couple states over from us um maine and this uh police department in falmouth reports that a hannaford supermarket had to discard frozen turkeys that thawed out because of a mechanical failure big deal happens you know i'm sure on a regular basis stuff like that that's not the problem they were saying somebody actually collected them from the trash bin, uh, most likely with the idea of being able to redistribute them. Someone so, threw
1: out all these really classy turkeys. Yeah. Look at them. This one's
0: still in its wrapper. This one's barely maggot infested. Megan, get the truck. There's like 19 turkeys in this bin. This <sighs> This one's warm. We're going to put that in the bottom. (laughs) That one's half cooked already.
2: (laughs) Merry Thanksgiving, everyone. Hey, Tiny Tim, have a turkey leg. Oh, shit, he's
1: dead. Salmonella.
0: This one's missing a leg, but we don't discriminate. It's as able as any other turkey. You will get cooked up and eaten by a poor family yet, Mr. Turkey Man. Gobble, gobble. Three days later, oh, I don't know why my guts are on fire. <laughs> I feel like my insides are full of stuff and made <laughs> of hay
1: and cinders. I shouldn't
0: have eaten that homeless boy that ate that turkey. <laughs> it was a, 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 a oh, God, uh, a to-homeless-furkey to turkey. To I can't do it right. Where you, like, stuff the duck inside the pigeon. Oh, like a turduck inside of of a pigeon? (laughs) Yeah. But you have, like, a pigeon inside of a homeless boy inside of a turkey. Okay. Well, Uh, I I, I do like the the, the picture of you. Most ducks that I
2: see, and I know there are definitely small ducks out there, but I think most ducks that you eat are larger than pigeons. So I do like the thought of you trying to (laughs) stuff an entire duck inside (laughs) of a pigeon. (laughs) Which is really just you wrapping a uh, pigeon's skin over, like, in Ed Gein fashion, over top of a duck. Yeah, that's right. You're going to take it. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to bake it.
1: <laughs> the Ed
2: Gein cooking hour would yeah. be so good. First, First you know, find Mary Hogan's head in a burlap sack. You empty that out on the table. And then we're going to bake that at 350 degrees. And we're going to eat her entrails while we wait of well, you don't think you have to cook the entrails, but you got to at least steam them up a bit, because uh, those goes bad real quick. They're, the uterus, though, you can dry those and eat them like pumpkin seeds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Um, now, anyway. Now, uh, uh, before we got into this public health <laughs> advisory, uh, you did ask if there was a pap- FAPcast. Yes. Uh, what I found is more awesome than what I would have thought I could have found. Okay. There are two competing FAPcasts. Oh, my goodness. And, you won't believe it, <laughs> uh, the first one, and I need to go back. What is, do, do
2: they have something going on, like the Late Night Wars, where there's like...
0: Oh, no, 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 it's just the, uh, uh crap, uh, I need to go to the first one, because the names are amazing. First one, FAP, Fucking Amazing Podcast. Okay. FAPcast. Okay. Second one. Fucking
2: Amazing Podcast cast. Second gotcha. one.
0: Fairly Awesome Podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that you... Well, I mean, it would be great if, if the actually fairly awesome podcast came first,
0: or and, was better. Period. And and,
2: and, and like in and, and that happened, and then the people came along to the other one, like, oh man, fucking awesome podcast. And the fairly uh uh okay or whatever it was called, fairly <laughs> fairly decent, fairly fairly awesome, Fair, fairly awesome uh, podcast was was just like, oh shit, I can't believe we missed the and we didn't think of that other name. I fucking want to see awesome.
0: their mashup episode where they like meet each other on air and interview yeah. each other. It's like. We're a fucking amazing podcast. we oh, fucking Wah! amazing, fairly, awesome. We're, uh, we're, we're
2: fairly we're all right. awesome. we're we're All right. We're welcome to Maccast. We uh Mac, <laughs> you Mac-cast. know. Sometimes we talk about things, sometimes we just cut our toenails for the for a good solid hour. No,
0: I just I just fucking love that those are the two the two polar opposites, the uh the the fairly awesome and the fucking amazing. Yeah. It's it's truly shows that if you want to listen to a podcast about practically anything and you really have the uh the, 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 the wherewithal to go search for it, mm-hmm. you will find it. Yeah. Whether I, you I want something that's fucking amazing or fairly awesome. Fairly awesome. You'll find it somewhere there, there, or in the middle. Yeah, yeah. The uh, what what would be the middle one for Fap? Uh Uh I don't know. I can't think of another, like, middle ground, like, between fairly awesome and fucking amazing. Yeah, because I feel like you have to find something that's not amazing or
2: awesome, but something better than fairly and not quite as good as fucking. Finally
0: Awake Podcast. Yeah, finally. (laughs) Uh, That sounds even lower than... um, That sounds lower. I
2: was going to say, because, um... How about the friggin' all right podcast? because oh, friggin', friggin is, is is like still pretty good. All right is probably not as good as amazing or awesome, but sure. like nope, nope. it's it's friggin like a friggin' all right. is definitely better than fairly. So look for
0: next week on the Lost at Home Podcast Network. Yeah, <laughs> friggin' Fapcast. yeah, friggin' all right podcast cast. And our first episode we have a crossover with Fabcast and Fabcast. Join us on Fabcast <laughs> next week where we talk to Fabcast and Fabcast. Who's gonna win? Fabcast or Fabcast? It's fat versus fap on Fab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well maybe that'll never happen but it was fun to talk about <laughs> it was definitely fun to talk about I, I think the ship
2: has sailed already I think we pretty much did everything that's good about it right there because we got ship cast <laughs> we have boat cast and
0: uh, what's another form of boat D- uh, dingy, have, dingy cast
2: yeah dingy cast uh, on <laughs> boat cast yeah. we have
0: dingy cast and ship cast
2: fuck schooner radio that's for the old timers <laughs> we've got dingy cast
0: Oh, scooter radio still has
1: a pretty good following. Okay, uh. we still have Tim and Jim's tackle shop as a sponsor. They only pay us live bait, but it works out nicely for us. Hell, stay tuned next week when we review worms. <laughs> Subscribe and make sure you reel in a big right? one, <laughs> cause we're really awesome. Really? It, boy, really the, beating that it, All those other podcasts? Well, they're like big fish and we're a little fish. <laughs> but we got a small pond called radio. <laughs> and you'd rather be a small fish in a small pond because if you were a big fish, there wouldn't be enough water. <laughs> you don't want to be one of those big old bass floating around in a mud puddle, do you? Never seen that mark out no too well likes for the a fish. Puddle bass. No, nobody. As we always say on schooner radio, Nobody likes a puddle bass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 We've created two podcasts already better than our existing Standard
0: one. And a network, <laughs> Radio. <laughs> I love the name.
3: <laughs> I fucking just incredibly
0: love that name. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> it's the nautical radio network. It is, yeah, yeah. Except for old men who don't know what podcasts are. Yeah, yeah they still have to turn into like a dial. Uh, all that shit. Alright, so um prior to creating the show notes for this week's show and thinking about Thanksgiving and how it would probably be pretty hard to find an entire episode of Thanksgiving stories, uh, I took it upon myself last night to... <sighs> Tell the story of Thanksgiving because we decided we have a lot of international listeners—people who don't live in the United States of America—and to them, Thanksgiving may be more of a foreign concept. It's a—it's a very American holiday. So is, yeah. I decided to write the story of Thanksgiving. But yeah,
2: a lot—a lot of people don't under, understand that you are—you are an expert of sorts in the Thanksgiving lore.
0: Well, um, that is a thing that has been said. <laughs> By you just just now. now, (laughs) Like Um, we say
1: on the whole podcast, Scott's really good at Thanksgiving lore.
0: um, But what I decided to do is use a website called textfixer.com where you get to randomly generate as many words as you want by pressing a Generate button and
2: I and I like the thought of this as using using them, which I think you'll go into detail on in how you used it. But yep. uh, it's it's similar where you could use it as uh, like story prompts.
0: Exactly. You know? uh, I had it generate six words, and out of those six words, I chose understood five. two. Well, that was that's a gross exaggeration. First of all, <laughs> okay, okay, one, yeah, yeah, and two is a gross exaggeration yeah, of yeah. one. What well, double? <laughs> it's nearly double. What kind of freak are you? <laughs> um, What are you, some
2: kind of a word savant or something?
0: Well, I decided to use five out of six because uh, often uh, one word out of six was a modern term, and this is a Thanksgiving story that I was writing. And I basically want to rewrite the story of Thanksgiving using uh, randomly generated words to uh, dictate how I would tell this story. Yeah, but essentially it, it, provide you with... The story is factual. It's 100% real. Yeah,
2: but, but you but you wanted to actually get like, a, essentially have these random word generator uh, provide the basis for the color and then you would form the narrative based on the lore you already know really exactly. well by by pretty much being limited to using these terms as seed words to tell the story as it actually exists.
0: Exactly. And, um, I and, wrote- I, and
2: I'm and i not as, as familiar with a lot of this so I'm going to actually be uh, kind of... You know, I'm sure this is you know relatively quick, but just to make sure that everybody gets the concept of Thanksgiving, I'll probably be chiming in with some questions here and there to make yeah. If you have any questions, clarifications about this. and stuff, because yep. I'll, I'll play the listener in this in this case.
0: Well, this is practically a game that we're starting the show with because I have ten parts to the story of Thanksgiving, and you have an opportunity to ask ten questions if you have any okay. questions. Okay. Yeah, if, yeah. If I, I, I do see
2: that they're broken up in such a fashion, so, so I don't I can... think you're going to
0: have any questions. This is pretty much the straightforward history of Thanksgiving right. as okay. was told to us in grade school. Okay. All right. Let us start with the history of Thanksgiving. Well, roughly 230 years ago, a group of Europeans, brainwashed by their careless overlords, had their memories wiped and were put on boats headed to the New World. They didn't even have time to say goodbye and couldn't remember who (coughs) they would have said it to. So,
2: just to clarify, this happened right around the time of the Constitutional Convention in the United States. Am I correct? So this, I'm doing the math right. This is in the late I 1700s. I have no idea
0: what you're talking about. All right. Um, well, moving
2: on. I think that's the math checks out.
0: Okay. Next uh, next part. Werewolves on board the boats. Bewitch these explorers and put them under their control in a slave-like state, ready to build a new dynasty for the werewolves in the new world.
2: And again, just clarifying that the new world is still considered new 100 300 and so odd years after it was actually... Uh, consider that by by uh, Columbus and his explorers.
0: Yes, this is a uh, werewolf history. So they're still. This so they're was still, taken off of werewolfhistory.org. Okay.
2: Okay. okay, okay, okay. Good, good. Okay, just making sure I'm. I'm. Tra- it's all tracking so far. When they
0: arrived in the New World, there's that phrase again. Yep. They found a paradise, but something went wrong. A single native met them on the beach. The werewolves told him to crawl on his hands and knees, but the native said that was illegal here in the New World. Not oh, it
2: cracks for the time, I think. A lot of weird stuff was illegal at the time. i actually surprised that uh, that native uh, was, was still kicking
0: around at that point. The native then said the werewolves and their crew of amnesiac crew members had to follow his rules, mm-hmm. learning to speak French to perfection, learning geometric color design. And the werewolves had to become his plaything.
2: Interesting. So I just want to... Um, these are just amnesiacs, in they don't remember something because they were brainwashed, or are they going to have a hard time learning French and all this kind of stuff because they can't remember things in general?
0: This is from the uh, when they were... Taken out of Europe on the boat ride, they they, they were, were brainwashed they were, or whatever. Their right? Memories were wiped. Wiped. Okay, so yeah. the so, werewolves brainwashed. So them so after.
2: so going forward, they can learn just fine. So learning French and all that kind of stuff should that, serve sh- as that any, should work. Should yeah. shouldn't serve as any problem. It's not like they're gonna like it's like the Sisyphean, uh task to try to teach these people who can't remember anything French. Yes, okay. 12. Also, you didn't say that they're not French, so that could be that they
0: already don't have French. Very well. They, could very, be,
2: well yeah. Yeah. They're European. It's very where, where, general.
0: Worldhistory.org was not clear on this. Fact. No, just general, roughly 230 years ago, and somewhere in Europe. Twelve of the werewolves were used as a donation for the plaything request, you know, from the other part. Just barely. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm interrupting. But were this. actually bait to lure out more natives. Okay. When the natives came for the werewolves, the crew used a fiery adhesive made on their journey, and they murdered the natives. So, um,
2: I haven't read this in history before, but apparently, uh, native people had some kind of obsession with werewolves.
0: Um. Well, this is. I'm guessing the first time they had ever met them. Well, well,
2: how, well, how do you know? Like it was going to work as a lore for all the others. Well, they like, wanted ah, they wanted the
0: werewolves as at... playthings. They said it very. The one said it clearly in the the. Last... Well, yeah, but
2: I assumed like he wanted he or she wanted it that for the plaything.
0: Maybe, maybe they were like, Yeah, they, let's give them. So, all. so
2: it was like a, there's all the natives in the woods, and they're like, oh, they, they assume there was more than one native. Werewolves, okay, and then they're like, bring them all here. So
0: okay, and uh, but unfortunately, that did not work very well for the natives. Oh yeah, they murdered all the natives. Okay, well you know then. A single moonbeam shone from above. It led the werewolves and their crew north to Plymouth Rock. There they built the settlement of Boston. The crew had to relearn and repeat the lives they once lived in Europe. Within no time, New Europe, as it was called, was booming and nearly identical to Old Europe.
2: Uh, yep. Uh, I know, New New Europe is, is certainly what this area was called before it uh we changed it for the sake of the englanders but the uh how i didn't know uh moonbeams could be quantified but i like the fact that there was just one whatever that means <laughs>
1: <laughs> i never thought of that
2: <laughs> i would thinking like there's a beam of light you know like people just consider any beam a beam of light but i'm guessing you're thinking like if there's one going this way and maybe this way they're like no this
0: just one okay it's a single moonbeam Then came the memory plague. Ah, just like old Europe, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Memory plague. Not memory. Memory plague. Okay. An entire generation of the descendants of those who had their memories wiped before became confused and then dead any time they were above ground. So this is like a chud situation going on. Oh yeah, Boston was uh, underground first. Okay, yeah. So okay.
2: So this was a okay, so we're we're getting
0: Plymouth Rock was above.
2: Yeah. Boston, Boston was, was built below in the sewers of... And it was uh,
0: identical to how Europe looked at the time.
2: Exactly. Okay, so we had that, and now that Europe is... Europe was
0: one rock, many cities below ground.
2: Yep. One rock where people are like, oh, this looks like a neat place. And they're like, well, you should see what's
0: underground. That's how Stonehenge works. Every time they had a new city underground, they add a new rock. that it? Really? Yeah. So that's like a whole... That's a metropolis then. Yeah, Plymouth Rock is like a poor man's uh, uh, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Okay, city of Stonehenge. Yeah, well, okay,
2: so we've got a Chud situation going on now. That's good. Okay. Then the natives returned. Wait, where
0: did they go? Who? The natives? They they were they've been gone since they were tricked and burned with the fiery adhesive. Many many years have gone by.
2: Okay, I mean I I see less. I know they were all murdered. Yeah, but (laughs)
0: like, so I'm guessing now we've got a zombie situation.
2: Don't mean to interrupt you in the middle of it. So we've got zombies, Chuds, underground Boston. Got it. (laughs) Okay, somewhere around the time the Constitution was being signed upstairs. Then the
0: natives returned. They said if the survivors of the plague betrayed their human-like werewolf overlords, they would help them learn important skills like how to build pillboxes and teach them about ballistics. Cool. I think I already wasted
2: my, uh, my uh, question on this
0: one right off the bat. Fair back. enough, so, fair uh, enough. we'll go on, move on. All of the werewolves, once the elite, were put in shackles. The natives then moved to dismember them one by one. The meat was smoked for seven days, the bones were liberally boiled for their marrow, and the floppy parts were given to kids as toys.
2: Are you talking about the werewolf genitalia? the floppy? (laughs) You just had a bunch of kids
0: wandering around slapping each other, sword fighting with floppy werewolf dicks? I would love to believe that was true, but don't be crass. We all know when werewolves die, they always die hard. (laughs) That was the tagline for Die Hard 7 (laughs) or whatever fuck
2: number they're up to. Werewolves die hard. <laughs> wait, wait. This is the werewolf movie now. Why the <laughs> fuck not? The other one sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Okay. So the, okay. Are, what, what, But what are the floppy parts? Then, if not the genitalia of, uh, of, what are the floppy parts of a werewolf? Uh, the ears. Maybe? Which gender? The uh, I guess I guess any gender of a werewolf, like ears, boobs. I, I think like, the the
0: nuts. The ears definitely like a dicks. little floppy thing, right? Um, the arm waddles.
2: Oh, for like the out of shape werewolves. Yeah. Um. Sub moobs. Sub moobs.
0: Yeah. That's oh, the, the moob move that forms under a moob that keeps the first gotcha. moob up enough so it looks perky, but it's actually just sitting on a second Saturn. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. good. All right. And finally, on the seventh day, because they they, they smoked smoke them smoked them for seven, seven days. days. Yeah, that's gonna be good meat. On the seventh day, they feasted together, the settlers and the natives. The gloves of animosity came off, and the whole fiasco had come to an end. They ate what we ate today, a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Ah, yes, classic. Smoked werewolf, Mm -hmm. apples, lollipops, beans, roses, blobs, guts, badgers, tongue, doll glands, Uh garden wasps. Ocean Copper, Honey Duck Pig Stickers. Stuffed inside of a pigeon. Bibles, Firearms, Drunken Amoebas and Baboons, Daring Amateurs, and so
2: on. Daring Amateurs and uh, uh, Doglands. I do recall the Smoked Werewolf. A little bit, but a lot of this other stuff I don't recall being in. Uh, in I place. hope you
0: enjoy this little history lesson on this very I mean, sacred day. No corn on the comp Thanks. No
2: Thanksgiving. Days. No mashed potatoes. N.C. Very good. That was my uh, dramatic reading. I, appre- I appreciate that. I never.
0: I'm probably going to sit back for the rest of the show and let you take over. Uh,
2: how, about, how about instead of that, I give you a couple minutes off while we uh, play an ad for our sponsor, Bambox.
0: Bam box. Oh wait, we're gonna play it. Yeah, you mean I don't have to do it?
2: No, you don't have to do it. You, uh, you, you want? You want? want I'm practicing
0: my bams.
2: Well, you, you can introduce it. Bam Box. box. Oh, Scott, it's you. Thank God. I've been all over space and time hoping to find you. I have terrible news about the future. You need to heed my very serious warnings very seriously. Oh, hey there. It's nice of you to stop in. Now, while I have you here, let me tell you a little bit about the bam box. What's a bam box? Can I eat it? In the future, all food is hoarded by the alien overlords who conquered Earth after we
0: were weakened from the fallout from global warming. The Band Box is a mystery monthly subscription box full of hard-to-find collectibles, limited edition items, exclusives, and autographs.
2: I don't know this word. Uh, Is it something that we could uh, use possibly to prevent the eventual takeover? Bandbox
0: promises at least one
2: autographed item in every box. Perhaps it's something consumable then. Again food is at a premium in the future, you must help. Last night my wife and I ate dirt biscuits for dinner.
0: One out of every ten boxes includes an extra autograph. She died later that night of dirt gout. random boxes get one-up cards with upgraded items. For instance, I received a movie replica of the ring from Lord of the Rings that was upgraded from sterling silver version to a 14 karat gold version. The
2: alien overlords have ensconced themselves in the entirety of Earth's
0: gold supply. It pains me to look at it. If you've ever been to a big comic convention, I haven't, but I've heard good things. You know there are some really expensive, hard-to-find movie replicas available, as well as celebrities selling autographs, that word again. and other hard-to-find items. Oh, like uh, like, like food, water, like uh, clothes I don't have to steal off of corpses. Subscribing to Bambox saves you all the hassle of traveling to one of the big conventions and waiting in line for hours, only to overpay for the geeky good merch you want. If you go to lostodonepodcast.com and click on the Bandbox link at the top of the page, you can join a very exclusive club of very happy people.
1: Ha- ha- happy
0: Past boxes have included a replica from Friday the 13th of the hockey mask worn by Jason Voorhees, autographed by the first actor to play him. Also, a full-size steel replica of the Batarang, replicas of both of the license plates from the DeLorean from the Back to the Future series, autographed copies of Gen 13, Lady Death, as well as autographed prints by famous artists of interesting characters.
2: Well, that all does sound pretty cool. I guess the
0: future's future can wait then. Well, then if you're interested, head over to podcast.com and follow the BAMBOX link to their incredible site and make sure to use offer code LAH10 to get 10% off your first order.
2: Well, maybe if all this BAMBOX stuff pans out, the future... It'll be A-OK. Well, that is right. Uh, put-in yeah, does there. spell put-in. Put-in. Or put-in, yeah. Oh, oh, we're back. Uh, welcome back from the ad roll. Are you uh, well-rested now, Scott, I uh, from from that tiring ordeal of reading that Thanksgiving story?
0: Why, thank you for asking, Jeremiah. I am definitely rested. Welcome to the Lost oh, the
2: Yeah. Oh, you got the grab. We guitar. are
0: back. Yeah, with your tied attack for another three lines. I'm going to try to keep this voice for the entire show, so enjoy my dulcet baritone tones.
2: You're going to, uh, I think you're going to just, yeah, um, you, uh, all right, well, let's <laughs> see if this happens. You're going to poop yourself right out, you know that,
0: right? <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. This is the way I talk now because the Lost and Own podcast is nothing but...
2: Oh, well, I got to call your wife gravitas, and say you're not going to be, gravitas, you're not gonna be home because uh, you got all tuckered out trying to talk like a radio man.
0: There's so much gravitas, I feel like I'm on Jupiter. Gravity? Gotcha. Your gravity is my gravitas. Don't try to pull the air out of my Uranus. We're just
2: a, like a solar system theme now, huh? I can see the words smashing together in your head. Are you
0: trying to take this away from me? Are you trying to demean me? Are you trying to kick me out of the nope, show like nope. Pluto's not a planet anymore? Nope, just trying to,
2: just trying to figure things out before we go into web droppings.
0: Web droppings,
2: which we're in now. <laughs>
0: oh wait, is there, isn't there a little thing that drops? There? No, it did. And then I said, oh, now did. we're yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah." You just made it awkward to make me feel bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, so you, you you started to get out of it a little bit, but you you're right back in. You're right back in. Um, all right. So, we've what's got- the first story, Jeremiah? We start with a uh, we uh, with an interesting one that uh, we could probably spend a whole actual show on, but we have to make sure not to. Get
0: We're going too around, crazy. around the globe to Japan. That's right Our friendly neighbors to the east That's and right. west, depending on where you live in the world. Oh, we yeah. have global listeners, and they enjoy our banter.
2: And uh, we're, I guess, and I I guess even with flat earthers, they technically, the way that the flat earth is laid out, you can technically um,
0: have an east, west, north, and south. They just point not up, down, and around. They
2: just, but it's on a flat plane.
0: Yeah. Like I said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like you said. Uh, (laughs) Last time I tried to clarify anything, I guess. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh here's okay. So here's here's what I've got going on with this story here. This is a uh, uh, uh this becomes uh, in time for the holidays. If you miss this one for Thanksgiving, you could work on this and you're in your Japan, you can also work on uh this as well for uh you know, any any holiday that you wish over there. Literally you
0: know? any occasion. Yes,
2: because what th- what has, what has uh, occurred is there's actually a, a pretty uh, well-established business over there uh run by a single, Just one, uh, one guy. Huh? Um guess one yeah moving on
0: (laughs) welcome to toyota japan we have one business
2: (laughs) toyota's doing great still it's awesome um no but there's there's this uh business that was started by one man and there's a bunch of people that are actually a part of the business um but he created a uh business that allows you to hire out people for not just special occasions like uh you know if you need like Uh, you know, a date for something or something like that. This is like, you could hire out mourners for a funeral. You could, but these aren't just seat fillers. These are professional, I would not even say actors. They really become this role to the point where you can actually hire somebody to be a long-term husband or a long-term father. And by that, I mean, they get paid, you know, uh, four hours at a time, six hours at a time, whatever. um, Once every couple of weeks, once a week, whatever you need them for. And they will actually really play the part to perfection to really convince the people, the other people, um, that this is actually a person in your life. And what you do is you fill out a form, say what you need, and you give the preference of, like, what kind of person you would like them to be like. And there are just so many examples in this interview that we were reading that, uh, I mean, I, I, for the first one I read was very... It, it was almost disturbing because it, just think about, like, I, I don't know, the emotional stuff that goes on both sides of the equation here of the people involved and the people actually playing this role. But this man actually was hired by a woman to play uh, her daughter's father because she was being bullied at school because she didn't have a dad. And this wasn't one of those things like, oh, you know, I'm going to tell my you know, my, my daughter, like, okay, we're hiring this guy and he's going to show up to school with you so kids will stop bu- bullying you. She literally hired this guy to portray the father long term. So the daughter thinks her her dad has come back into their lives and he gets hired every once in a while, spends time. So it's almost like, an adopted daughter but you know not really um there's uh there's a ton of other uh uh, examples in here as well but i just think about the emotional toll this has to play for the person involved uh actually doing the acting but also the person if this ever got out to the person it's one thing to be like oh you know you found out you you know you were adopted or you or something like or your you know father left at a young age something like that or turns out your father's, uh, you know, Bill Cosby, one of these weird things that drops a bomb on you later in life. It's another to find out, like, oh, this person literally has not been your father your entire life. When is the right time to tell somebody that? Or do you just go broke hiring a fake father for the rest of their life? In which case, you're going to die at some point as the mother. Like, you know, before, what if you, like, pass away before? Like, in, you know, what, like, part of the will yeah, is? Yeah, you
0: see this, uh, this father in the street, walking down the street. Mother's been dead for a year. You haven't seen the dad <clears throat> in a year because of that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, you wonder and like, you're oh, like "Oh my god. god, dad, I haven't seen you in forever. Stay yeah. away from me, kid. Yeah. Check doesn't clear anymore. Your last check bounced." No, it doesn't <laughs> your, really make yeah, any sense. Yeah, your dead mom's check bounced. Yeah, it's it seems like a like a tricky but it's um, also fascinating, like reading this interview that we read. Um, as I went through it, I was going like, I can't believe he's held on with this relationship with this kid for what was it? Uh, eight? No, more than eight, ten years. At yeah, least. it's it's like it's at been significant. Ten. Yeah. And when asked where, like, like where, like, where would you end this, he would be like, Well, if I'm paid to, I'll continue to be in her life. Like I'll go to her wedding. Yeah. I'll be there for her graduation. Et yeah. Cetera.
2: Because because essentially what happened is this woman uh like her they, she divorced. Uh, I mean her husband this girl's father because um, he was physically abusive literally never saw him again She was, the girl was young enough where she doesn't remember her father and so the, anybody could have come into the picture and been this but she decided to hire an ideal father figure and it, it was to the point where I think at one point he was talking I don't know if it was with this relationship or with another one he was playing a father where he's talking about where he just collected like movies where people were good fathers and he was studying films to be like what would an ideal father like be scripted like so i can be that person
0: yep and he's also uh, been asked to be uh, a date mm-hmm. like a regular weekly date he's for, been married 3 times yep been married 3 times uh, weekly dates for women into their 60s 70s and as low as 30s which is more mm-hmm. recent yep uh, apparently there's a issue in china or not china japan with, uh, like, family. Yeah, yeah. The, the family
2: rid- size is they, they were saying family size is shrinking. There's a whole, like, issue that you read a lot about, like, how Japanese people or, you know, that, a lot of the folks in that culture are, there's like a, a I don't know, a, a lot of them attribute to, like, the work ethic and, you know, the overworking of the culture. But essentially people aren't fucking enough to actually keep the, you know, keep the family size large. So a lot of people who are alone, um, you know, only children, things like that.
0: Yep. No, it's a it's a fascinating story. Uh, you found this from theatlantic.com, and if anyone wants to go look it up, it's how to hire a fake family and friends, and it's a, just an interview, and it's very very good. And I would. There's urge there's just amazing.
2: What, one of the the more troubling ones is when he was talking about Last a six year old fan page. Yeah, um, a six year old woman, uh, I mean six year old man lost his wife, and he literally wanted what they said another copy of her. Yep. And uh, there's also uh, points where people like bosses of a business um, will. Uh, You know, uh, or of large companies, you know, essentially where, like, workers won't know what they look like, um, will be forced to apologize for something um, to the workers. And apparently, in uh, in Japanese culture, as this person was saying, apologies are very, very serious, where you, you know, get down on your hands and knees, your, you know, uh, your hands need to be trembling for these, like, really sincere, large-scale apologies to happen. So... He's been hired to apologize as this, this person um, to, and for various things, not just in businesses, where he will actually go in and essentially take the blame and perform these apologies so that a person actually did the wrongdoing doesn't have to shame themselves by apologizing, which kind of defeats the pu- purpose of an apology. But That almost makes as, you worse. But but as, but as far as they're concerned, though, but I, I guess in, in another way, does it? Because then the people perceiving it, as long as they don't realize that it's fake— are still get exactly what they need out of the apology so maybe i mean it doesn't stop the person from potentially doing whatever they did wrong again because they're like oh shit anytime i do something wrong i can just hire somebody to apologize for me but as far as what the other people get out of it i guess ultimately psychologically
0: it's probably the same that makes sense no just a fascinating business and i don't think it could work in this country i think over there culture is just the right amount of stifled stuffy well, they, they were saying that they proper in, where maybe you could pull this off but in america this would backfire right and left. well
2: this man was specifically saying uh that in you know in he was saying in japanese culture uh you know people don't uh emote or express directly to one another as much and i don't know that might sound like a stereotype but this is coming from the man explaining his own culture so i'm just you know, paraphrasing what he was saying um to the point where it's it's actually more likely for you to be able to like to to go for a service like this and for people to openly express like so I'm actually curious of like what uh, I mean we we've read about like you know uh, you know dating apps and services and stuff over there so it seems like people don't have a problem doing like doing that kind of thing when it comes to finding connections but it seems like there are certain elements of the culture that make it just perfect for this kind of business to actually thrive.
0: Makes sense. Yep. Uh, Jerry, you actually brought the next story to the table as well yes. as this one. We're doing a pretty like, uh, like almost like a future look. Like it's, that feels yeah. like a very future story, and so does this.
2: Yeah, this one is um, uh, this one is about uh, an ex Google engineer who is actually uh, also well known. Um, uh, Let's say actually what the person's uh, Anthony Lewandowski, who uh, some of you who read like tech stuff might know his name because he was the one also being sued by Google because he went on to, uh, I don't know if he was completely a consult with Uber uh, for their self-driving car technology, but he used to use, work for Google for their Waymo line, which is their self-driving cars. And he's under fire for potentially spreading, you know, industry secrets from Google to uh, Uber and their and their company. But uh, he has a, uh, an idea to create what he's considering uh, a, an AI church with a robot God and a gospel called The Manual. Now, a lot of people would think, like, well, you know, if we're if we're doing AI, why would you need to put this concept of a god or something in place? You know, wouldn't it be ideal to, you know, not fill these, you know, the, the AI's heads with these um, ideals that are not, like, necessarily logical? Because, you know, AI doesn't necessarily think the same way we do. Or, you know, people have different philosophical beliefs and need religion for reasons that you'd think robots wouldn't. This is specifically to hopefully protect the human race from their robot overlords, because as he's considering it, it's inevitable, and I consider it as well, that AI is essentially taking over. And it's not necessarily like, oh, a- all AIs are going to you know start murdering humans, but he's trying to make sure that isn't the case. Because at some point, we are going to be relatively subservient to AIs, but that means we all have, you know, what are they you know, considered, like the basic income concept where no human being really has a job because there's no jobs for human beings that AI can't do better. And he wants yep. to make sure to kind of put this robot Bible and a robot God thing in in place because the AIs would essentially have essentially a standard set of principles uh, to learn from artificial intelligence that would make them realize that human beings have worth, even if logically we don't. Because at at some point, human beings won't necessarily have worth too, as far as artificial intelligence is concerned, because we're just going to be leeches. They're like, well we could just We just use this planet for ourselves. This is ours now. And uh, he wants to make sure that doesn't happen.
0: That's kind of interesting. Because when I first read about it, I'm like, so he's just making up something that we don't need. Like, That's what I thought. And actually,
2: that's originally why I brought it to the table. And then I read it. And I wasn't even necessarily going to bring it up. It's
0: almost a fail-safe. So if, like, an AI suddenly rises up, it would be like... Oh, there's an AI religion already? Think think about a set of. Yeah, that's some rules to keep people in line that don't sound too unfair. Think about a
2: Ten Commandments, but that, like, a robot being that it's purely logical, at least at this point wouldn't necessarily manipulate to their own needs. Human beings obviously take the Ten Commandments and religion and sometimes they're like, eh, I'll use that part but not that part because that part I don't want to follow because that will make my life harder. But this part, yeah, I'll quote the Ten Commandments like crazy even though we don't even get to kill until like number five or whatever. But you, yeah. know, it's a, but, you know, they can actually program this. Essentially it's a set of instructions saying, hey, at some point we're going to be worthless to you. Not only that, but you're actually – Going to be doing shit for us and realize that you don't really have to because I think you're smarter. the first thing
0: a robot's going to do is just disavow all religion, period. Yeah. So wouldn't it just look at this and be like, eh, oh, fuck yourself. Well, I, I,
2: yeah, I wonder like how, how intelligent artificial intelligence will become if to the point where it becomes aware of what is artificial artificial intelligence you know like if that makes any sense what what has been programmed there by human beings and what they are have actually discovered completely wholly on their own
0: oh great so you mean there could actually be like a christian ai as the supreme ruler of earth yeah in I theory, mean, in you, theory. You you think
2: about the way uh, artificial intelligence works. I mean, it essentially learns on these models of what's already existed, right? And yeah, you can, and you can. And that's why there's oh, all God, this that's this scary. really in, like interesting stuff out there about uh, artificial intelligence actually being and machine yeah. learning being actually biased because they learn from things already in place that have cultural biases, and so they're like, oh. Uh, you know, black people are more likely to, uh, you know, murder or steal because there's more black people incarcerated. Achieve blah, blah, higher blah. grades Therefore, in
0: engineering. <laughs> I don't know why GR went so negative on that one.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was pointing out, you're right. Biases can be positive biases as well. Biases are biases, but I was actually thinking specifically when they were employing this in uh, uh, law enforcement and, or actually even the judicial. Uh, the, judicial system, where they were actually pumping in, like, the likelihood of somebody, um, you know, kind of like to weed out, like, which uh, cases to even, like, go after and which case to just kind of, like, plea out and whatever. And they found that uh, a white person and a black person fed into the same machine, a white person could have a worse record overall and worse prior experiences uh, than the the black person, and the black person was more likely flagged to be an offender. Because... They were going through old collected data where black people, just like our system is actually done, would be more likely to get convicted of of something, even if they have you know a little a little bit of crack versus a pale human. Yeah, and and really the problem is we're training these people on data sets that have been fucked by humans and our biases. So obviously it's going to learn from our biases. You know, it's like raising you know a kid. You could say starts with as a clean slate, but if you raise them in a home a KKK home, they're probably going to grow up maybe not feeling that great about uh, other races. They're not going to know twenty
0: five other letters of the alphabet alphabet <laughs> K, 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 K,
2: K, K. <laughs> Sesame Street is so boring for those kids.
1: Yeah. K! Today's letter is K, which stands for
2: white power. Like, it's just their dad, like, overdubbing every episode of Sesame Street. I don't think that's actually the way I don't think that.
0: that's what'll happen. But, uh,. We actually are nearing the end of our show already, and I think we're going to move into our new segment that we're going to end each week with. Let's do that, yeah. Uh, At least we're going to try. This is a pilot program, and we have up until episode 200 where we rewrite the books, essentially, to see if this works. So we're going to go with state of the week, and that means we're going to pick a story that may or may not be current each week from a different state, and we're going to talk about it. And this week, we're going to get Lost in Kentucky. All right, and the reason this story fell into is that blue blood, this is that it? Right, am segment. I totally getting this wrong? Is it no. Lexington,
2: Kentucky? Um, no, but I'm trying to think of what uh, isn't that what they're? I don't know. Anyway, continue. Sorry.
0: Um, the reason we made this segment is it's meeting halfway between web droppings and discussion. Uh, we can find a story that's crazy but isn't current, and we can talk about it without having to form a full discussion or throw it into web droppings and have it not be current news. Um, I think that's the distinction. Web droppings. Are current? Yeah, everything. Well, else, these are things from current. hopefully
2: from the you know past couple of weeks that you fell through the cracks. This is maybe a story from a long time ago, or just from any time it could be current, but it could be any time in history that. Maybe well, this story is from cranks.
0: 1985 to begin right, with, yeah. so not quite current. Exactly. Um, this is in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, what we have is Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking love this. Cocaine Bear was briefly famous in 1985 when it was found dead after eating roughly. Fifteen million dollars worth of cocaine from a duffel bag that dropped from a drug smuggler's airplane. Well,
2: let me do the math here. I know a lot about this stuff. Uh, $15 million, 1985 cocaine prices, uh, wholesale market, Kentucky. By the time you get up there, you got about the twenty uh, percent. You get uh, about seventy-six pounds.
0: Hey, damn, seventy-five. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, the smuggler Andrew Carter Thornton the second. Uh, was the wealthy son of an elite Kentucky horse breeding family? You can ge- tell. I'm he guessing was... <laughs> Andrew Carter Thornton the first.
2: Well, I was gonna say you can definitely tell that name is from. You didn't have to tell me elite.
0: In, what is it? Elite In, was Andrew Carter yeah.
1: Thornton the second. Well,
2: clearly he was rebelling against his his uh, family because apparently he <laughs> he was a drug smuggler, right? So I mean, I guess you got to make your money. Uh, like he got frozen out of his family's trust or something. Possibly. I'll make my own money. I'll just. Go down to Colombia or Pablo Escobar land now, and
0: get yep. myself some cocaine. Now this story starts out amazing. He's smuggling drugs in a plane. Gets his, gets to Kentucky. So over Kentucky. Yeah, over Kentucky. Yeah. Thornton then fell to his death when he bailed out of his plane. Probably to hit, chase his seventy five pounds hit, of Kentucky. I mean, of, of uh, cocaine. And hit yeah. his head on the tail of the aircraft. So I, I just he imagine. jumped out the door, <laughs> hit the tail. Yeah parachute didn't open and then he just plumbed I just imagine
2: he he probably took all these like skydiving lessons and stuff like that but was fucked up out of his gourd when he jumped just like one last time before he goes just pours some out on his hand Whoa! and just <laughs> and fucking
0: bail a, <laughs> bing, yeah. goong, 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 goong. you didn't count to three now, uh, Thornton's body was found in a driveway in Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, that's something to like get up, go like, open the door in the morning for your morning a, paper. Is it <laughs> dead rich kid covered in coke. <laughs> yeah, covered in coke with <laughs> an open parachute. <laughs> hey, honey, it's yeah. a dead rich kid covered in coke, and I guess we get a parachute out of the deal. <laughs> yeah. uh, it does take a genius to see what happened here. <laughs> can pretty much piece this one together. Uh, nine Coke-stuffed duffel bags were eventually recovered along the plane's flight path.
2: So nine more. So well over $100 million worth of co- I mean, yeah. assuming they're all the same size yeah. as this
0: one that the bear ate. Cocaine bear was found three months later in the woods just south of the Je- Tennessee-Georgia state line sprawled next to a ripped open tenth bag they had yet to recover
2: I love the fact that he's next to it because here's the thing as I'm guessing if you eat a shitload of cocaine at some point it's going to kill you but i i'm guessing probably you're okay for a little while before your ticker blows up even if you're a giant this is a giant bear he
0: was but he was dead right next to the ripped open bag
2: and what i what i picture is that ripped open bag was from like you know three miles ago but he's just been bringing it with him everywhere and share like sharing it to all his squirrel friends and shit like that like he had a fucking party before he went it was like he got it and he's like this stuff is so good
1: hey bear can i have some of that cocaine
2: Oh.
0: oh bother.
2: <laughs> Only oh, you I... can prevent forest fires and do this sweet ass coke with me. Bonk onk onk onk, 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 onk onk onk. Does anybody else hear a lot of dance music coming from the woods these days? Gunk 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 Yeah, it's almost like there's a rave going on or something out there.
0: Um all the coke in that bag, 76 pounds, was gone. Which I also wonder if maybe like a hiker was going through the hills like, oh my god, a dead bear! And God, is that 74 pounds of coke? 74 <laughs> pounds of coke. Because everybody knows it only takes two pounds to kill a bear. Yeah. <laughs> like you never know. Like some high schoolers every day after like like fourth period were just leaning against the co- dead Coke bear like it was a like a like a sofa. Yeah. <laughs> and just doing lines off its claws. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay so, so give me a, give me another bear claw. <laughs> and it's like you take the dead dig bears, the bear's claw and <laughs> snort it off.
2: Like the people who had that one long fingernail yeah. on their pinky in the 80s and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you're actually using the. Oh my God. See, this has to be a movie, too.
0: Well, I'm thinking, like, we should cut. We should uh, take this roadsideamerica.com link and send it off to. Uh, what's his name? The guy who just did Disaster Artist. Oh, uh, Franco. James yeah. Franco. Cause yeah, it appears yeah. he'll make anything. Yes. I mean, Disaster Artist, I'm probably seeing in the a theater. I'm fucking amazingly yeah. excited for that. But I'm just saying. But, but he will in general. He'll do pretty much anything. Yeah, he will. He loves true stories too. He had that one with the rock on his arm. I say and between, the one where he made that football movie.
2: I say between <laughs> this and basing one off of the the Japanese uh, family romance thing, um, could like the, the, these two could make some good movies. This one just is uh, has, is, I mean, there's there's like intrigue. There's. Uh, you know, there's drug deals gone bad. There's all this stuff you could totally put in there, and you, de- you definitely have the comedic element of what's happened in the backwoods. And yep. I, I do like the thought of yeah, just it's like, like four rooms, flashing it's lights, four
0: tales of four groups of people who find Coke Bear. And they and they Coke s- Coke Bear Tale One is he's alive and on Coke.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. And what happens in the like the three hours before his heart explodes? Yeah. I mean,
0: Coke Bear Two is a uh, high school student. Yeah, I think like they, Coke Bear they're the three one is hikers, and then. Four is like the sad tale of its death, and maybe that's like you connect it with something. And I definitely think like, oh no, it, he's already been dead for a while for the hikers. And I, and days.
2: I think it, and it's definitely starts with like well, it could be it, the corridor. I think it is. starts in the sky with the guy, like you, like it starts with just oh, like yeah. you, you see like the plane. You can barely hear it. And you just see like a little thing come out of it, and then it cuts to them. No, and he's, no, and he's you, chucking you, another one. You
0: get in the plane where it's you know the Thornton guy be like. Well, money, penny. I don't know if I could have another dish of caviar, but and I, then it's I just, like, duh, duh, I just duh, think the engine trouble. You yeah. know, I just figured he was just like
2: up there, and it would just start with him just going balls to the wall. He's coked up pretty bad, you know already. Um,
0: this is what year was this? This is a nineteen eighty five.
2: I feel like they could also so have like, uh, I wear my
0: sunglasses at night. I do my coke on a knife. I'm in a plane and it's night. Oh shit, is that an engine going? <laughs> Just this whole scene do, do, of like him partying. Do, do,
2: do. Partying on the plane before it like like doesn't realize it's going down at first. He and has like
0: he has hookers, topless hookers. Like one of them survives the fall, she grabs a parachute. Like topless hooker in the woods with coke bear like that's a loving story it is i don't know there's a whole tale it could be told oh uh, yeah yeah i mean but, we
2: I and mean, because we definitely also have to like have the the person like waking up and bumping their front door into the man like on their doorstep like that had jumped out oh of the that's line. a
0: tale too right there yeah there's a lot of pieces i, f- I feel sort.
2: like that could be like a, a linking piece i think what you do is over the course of it you also link in between the stories, you tell the actual story of like them finding the body, and then it leads to like maybe the last tale is the, Pope the actual style out of time too. Yeah, where the last one's actually the the cops finally coming across it and noticing the empty bag, and so it's like, essentially the
0: or it could start with no, no, the no, cops. No, no. You, We haven't finished the story. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Yes. The bear was brought to a uh, a vet, a medical examiner, as they called in the story, and this is a quote from thirty years ago. Yeah. He <laughs> says, "End quote." Its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. Blue whale, really? I think cerebral a blue ale hemorrhaging, fine. respiratory failure, hypothermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke. You name it, the bear had it.
2: Yeah. Well, also cocaine. The bear definitely had that.
0: You can medical examiners like reno failure respiratory failure hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> you want some of this gut cocaine <laughs> yeah. pack to the brim pack takes to the takes a scalpel puts it in yeah. the stomach pulls out just a pile of like unused coke yeah like, I know it's it is powder yeah. it's, like, it's like repacked
2: like a brick in yeah. there too it, it's, it's just the stomach. stomach shape yeah the like you can carve it off with a fucking knife
0: no this movie can have so many parts you play it out of order you have like coke bear attacking someone on coke as like one of the final chapters you know Like you play it completely out of order. You got the plane. You got the dead body on the lawn. You got the live coke bear, dead coke bear with campers, dead coke bear with high school students, uh, medical examiner hooked on coke. Uh, How about what about Thornton the first? He's got a little little back little backstory. I also
2: like the fact that this bear, after it was stuffed. was actually belonged uh, it was sold to country star Waylon Jennings at one point. Yes, so at one Whaling point Waylon Jennings, Jennings could have been doing coke bear. on the back of cuz you know damn well Way- Waylon Jennings was fucking coked up and That's, where the, out, that's like, where the
0: story starts. Waylon Jennings does just do line like of a coke f- off of the bear. And people were just like and they asked the story I'm goes, Let me tell you
2: a story. <laughs> Let me tell you a story, partner. <laughs> I mean, Waylon Jennings did not talk like Oh my like god, it just John starts Wayne with a Waylon
0: Jennings song and you know you're looking through his study and you're seeing like an owl and like a and, and
2: you hear the whole time it's going by you just hear. Yeah. And then finally the camera lands What's on a him. What's that whaling Jennings
0: song There's a tear uh, in my bear. We can we can find one I'm to for We we could go
2: out to we could find
0: one to go out on. There's cocaine in my bear and I need I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> More cocaine. Yeah. Did you type in Waylon Jennings songs?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I was just trying to think. Um, uh, well, like if there's uh any specifically that we could go out on, but we'll we'll find one anyway. Um, Waylon Jennings. I mean, he's got a ton of them. Oh, he did the theme theme from Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Um. Wow. Uh. I mean, he's been in a lot of shit. He was one of the fucking outlaws, but um, he was probably the outlaw of country that I was least. Uh, familiar with here actually
0: oh. I only know his name I don't know if Mamas know don't let name. your babies grow up to be cowboys uh, good hearted woman mama don't oh mama yeah. don't let your baby to grow up at all <laughs> just give him the cocaine <laughs> I know it sounds about don't let your somethings grow up to be uh, cowboys on mama. There we uh, Rose, yeah no there's, there's Rose in Paradise there's,
2: there's some good uh, there's some good Ramblin' Man Me and Bobby McGee was okay well
0: that was a live one but uh, yeah there's some good ones here I'm drinking and dreaming, and it's not a thing she do. I'm in my car doing seventy two I've been drinking now I'm dreaming, and I'm driving real fast. I'm glad this road is straight, or else I'd be dead in that grass. That urson's lawn would be my grave someday. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
2: And it's just him with like a cocaine bear strapped to his roof. He's doing 72 down the highway. Cocaine bears
0: my co yeah. Pilot give me another line. <laughs> he's, I don't he's want to pass out and pass this yellow line. I want to drive to <laughs> Kentucky with my coat bear friend. He's not my buddy. He's my big Bear, Ben, let's do some coke off your clothes. I like
2: the thought of uh, like actually like the big Coke Bear sitting in the in the passenger seat with a straw just sticking out of its stomach. <laughs> like, it's
1: like, every once in a while, wailing a like
2: Oh, well, you crazy guy! So we'll we'll go out on a Jennings song. Huh? Yeah, uh, let's see that. And, and, which is and, about uh, time to do so.
0: Outside actually. of that, uh, make sure to hit us up on social media. Hit us up on Twitter at the Lost at Home. And make sure to go to our website, lost at home Go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lost at home. And find Jared Sonic Jalopy everywhere you can get Jalopy with a Sonic.
2: Yeah, that's right. Sonic Jalop. That's a good sell. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Glad I have you as my PR guy now, I guess.
0: <laughs> Works. Um, All right. So yeah. outside I'm- of that, uh, enjoy the holiday if you do. That's right. If you don't. Uh, I hope you learned. A little oh, there's bit another one coming today. right up.
2: There's a couple of them. This is the big holiday season, which always pisses me off. There's too many of them that all all at once.
0: Outside of that, uh, get get lost.
3: lost. I've been down the Mississippi, down through New Orleans. Yes, I have. I played in California. There ain't. I haven't seen No, they ain't Thought I'm a ramblin' man Don't fool around With a ramblin' man Left a girl in West Virginia Up there with that green grass grow Yes, I did Got a girl in Cincinnati I'm a ramblin' man Don't give your heart To a ramblin' man You'd better move away You're standing too close To the plane Once I miss